are here. It is Friday night. Believe it or not, December 1st. We've already made it to the month of December in the year. We have. Where has this year gone? My goodness. Rick Uccino, SP3 with you as always. Uh, Dutch is on assignment tonight. So here at Smack Talk, we're like damage control. We're expanding our ranks. And, you know, we got to bring in somebody uh, bigger. And and better than Dutch Mantel. How about the legend himself, Bill After, uh, joining well, us you. here tonight on Smack Talk? Bill, it's well, a- I don't. I I, I love being here, and thank you for the uh, for for recruiting me here. As Dr. Chris Featherstone has recruited me, as you know, for Unscripted on Tuesday nights. Um, I don't know if I'm bigger than Dutch. I don't know if I'm better than Dutch, but I can click pens as good <laughs> as he can. And Dutch, as you know, sometimes has a stogie. I got my fruit adventure Tic Tacs. So you know what? You know what? You know what? Let's do some smack talk. I was going to say, the only thing you're missing is the the mustache. So I'm going to have to, you know, hold down the mustache. I didn't shave. I I didn't shave. Maybe you can see a little stubble. We We got a little bit. We got a little bit. Uh, make sure to get uh, your comments in, your questions in. We'll try to get to as many of them as we uh, we can tonight. We only had Bill for uh, a little bit of time tonight, so this is going to be a, a bit of a shorter show. At least we're going to try. Uh, you well, can wait, also I, send I, in. I thought, wait, I, I thought we're here for three hours, you said. Oh, is that yeah. what we are? Are we doing like a Monday okay. Night Raw like level recap of SmackDown? I, I got three-year-olds. I ain't trying to do all that. Um, but we're we going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to yes. talk about That's good. We'll, all right. We'll, we'll, all right. We'll give SmackDown all its uh, due diligence tonight. I love this show, by the way. I do watch it with uh, when Dutch is part of the panel as well. And you guys all do a great job. And, of course, everybody can subscribe right here on WrestleBinge yes. and catch all the great sports kiddians. And all the great Smackdownians right here. Smack so talkers. We are, we are smack talkers here on Friday night. That is for sure. You yes. can see us, and I guess you can see him, too. I, I see nobody behind you. I see absolutely right. nobody whatsoever. Yes, by the way, do make sure to subscribe to the Wrestle Binge by Sports Kitty YouTube channel. Uh, like this video, whether yeah. you're watching on Facebook or the YouTube channel right now. Send in your super chats if you want, like Ozzy here. Rick, what happened to your Bengals? It's called the starting quarterback got hurt. That's what happened to the Bengals. You lose the only player that you designed the entire franchise around. Yeah, you're going to start losing games. Anyway. They got the SmackDown laid on them, didn't they? Oh, well, Joe Burrow did. That's for dang sure. Yeah. I don't follow good. football, but I'll tell you my knowledge of football is so bad. How bad is it, Bill? When we moved here from New York to Pennsylvania, somebody told me I could get you Eagles tickets, and I said I have seen them in concert about six times. They're my favorite band. So very very good well we are not here to talk about football tonight although dutch likes to talk about college football from time to time we are here to talk about friday night smackdown and let's start with the ending tonight gentlemen um a lot of this show was centered around damage control tonight we will get to that but the the headliner tonight was randy orton who made his return this past saturday at war games at survivor series looked absolutely incredible uh fantastic shape uh, he looks jacked out of his mind, as uh, Corey Graves said on commentary tonight. Uh, we saw him a little bit on Monday Night Raw, and tonight was centered around, and I love this, the competition between Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis tonight to sign Randy Orton to Monday Night Raw or to Friday Night SmackDown as an exclusive contract. They don't mm-hmm. want to keep Randy Orton as a free agent here, Bill. 
at the end of the night, he ends up on SmackDown, and we will we'll talk about uh, the the storyline ramifications of this. But just looking at the roster from a whole, Randy Orton ending up on SmackDown, I think, especially with John Cena now out of the picture, and with Randy as a major over babyface right out of the get get go here. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like this is however we got there, which I did like how we got there tonight. This seemed like the move to make. Randy Orton needs to be on Friday. Absolutely. Night. I think the uh, that contract signing segment uh, held off until the very, very end. But I think a lot of fans may not realize that part of this whole situation with Randy Orton and the two general managers may also have a C down the line. I'm just looking in the future here that both Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce are excellent professional wrestlers. And I think this is not only heating up Randy Orton with the bloodline, but I think this is also starting a feud more so between Aldis and Adam Pierce. What do you think? Uh, yeah, for sure. And we, we've seen that, uh, it, this, this slow build here, but you talk about Adam Pearson and Nick Aldis, uh, being great professional wrestlers in their own right. SP three. I thought the best thing on the whole damn show was Randy Orton tonight, RKOing Nick Aldis out of nowhere, and then just shrugging because that to me, at least leaves a, a little sliver of hope. Maybe we see Nick Aldis in the ring, or maybe it's just Randy Orton being Randy Orton. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting here going, Please RKO him. Please RKO him. Please I was RKO. I was like that too. I was like I was like when he when he rose his hand when he raised his hand I was like oh please RKO him please do it because Nick Aldis ladies and gentlemen if you just watch WWE you might not know Nick Aldis was in a pay per view main event in July. <laughs> Impact Wrestling Slammiversary against one of the best technical wrestlers in the world in Alex Shelley. So, like, he is a wrestler. He's just and he's a former NWA champion, a two-time NWA World, yeah. w- world yeah. Heavyweight Champion, held the title for almost seven hundred days. Like, he is a very accomplished professional wrestler, former Impact World Champion. So, I love this move here because it c- gives you kind of that that seed that we're gonna see all this well, in the ring, whether that. Whether that's against Orton, whether that's against Adam Pierce, we don't know. We're going to see. One of the things that people were shocked at, and I did an exclusive interview with Randy's father, Cowboy Bob Orton, that you can find on WrestleBinge, is that I was waiting for Randy to RKO Rhea Ripley on Monday Night Raw. And his dad said, well, he's a gentleman, but he wasn't much of a gentleman tonight when he RKO'd Nick Aldis. Yeah, he's got no problem doing that. And uh, I I know it made a lot of people very, very happy uh, when he did do that. But hey, you know what, Nick? You really wanted Randy Orton on Friday Night SmackDown. This comes with the territory, all right? You you play games, you win the prizes. And that's what comes with this is Randy Orton giving you an RKO to close the show. Um, Remember how many times Stone Cold Steve Austin would come in and just... Put on whoever or on a general manager or on a VKM or somebody. So now uh, all this has got his hands full. But the reception for Randy Orton being back just shows the quality of the athlete and performer that he has been since he started in the WWE and the progression of it. And right now he is at a peak. And, you know, I think if we ran a poll, who got the biggest pop? On Monday night, Randy Orton or CM Punk, I think Randy Orton actually got the 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 biggest pop of the two of them. What do you guys think? It was close. I, I think it was. I, I think it was Punk. 
I think yeah. it was Punk with those, I'm gonna with hang those, on the with the, with the CM with the CM Punk chance. I think it was it was definitely Punk. I thought he didn't get a good pop when he first came out, but when, when the music died down, yeah, they definitely were, were oh, cheering. Yeah. For him. Here's the other but, thing: Randy but, actually had time to soak it in on Monday. Punk was rushed. Yo, I was like, I was like, CM Punk, his MO yes. is always to let the fans cheer or chant and drown it out. And then he starts talking. He immediately started talking after the music cut. So I knew that he was short on time. You only had eight minutes. minutes. But but going it's back to entry. Orton, going back to Orton being on SmackDown, I think it's just a great move because he's yes. already he's in position to be the Royal Rumble challenger for Roman Reigns. And it continues Triple H kind of doing this booking that I kind of seen I've already seen from like New Japan and Gato, where they have like connected challengers for a person. Like I said, for example, like Chris Jericho back in 2018, he faced evil of LIJ before he versed Tensuyo Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. And we saw this last year with Triple H, where he had Kevin Owens uh be the challenger for Roman Reigns right before Sami Zayn. And then Sami Zayn, they connected him to Cody Rhodes. So that was an easy pathway for Co- for Roman's sure, first sure, three challengers sure. of the year. So now we got that same situation for the Rumble and WrestleMania, where he's first in Randy Orton, who is already connected to Cody Rhodes due to their history in legacy. Absolutely. So it makes so much sense. And then it also sets up stuff for post-WrestleMania, because what if Orton loses at the Rumble? And then Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania, mm. and Orton will take take that kind of to heart, maybe, and it's take mentor, the, it's, it's already it's already ready for the RKO post. I brought this up. I brought this up on um, on unscripted and on the time machine that you know Cody went out of his way several times in promos to talk about Randy Orton being his mentor. So, yeah, we're hearing voices in our head, but what I wanted to see tonight. Was Randy signed both contracts mm. and be on both shows? I would have loved to have seen that. See, well, he, didn't, I, he didn't have to do that because he's yeah. already a free agent. I I loved what he did though. Not I, anymore. He he yeah. takes both contracts. I love what he does. He takes both contracts. This is after Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis had their pissing contest in the middle of the ring. Like they're talking over each other. They're like, "No, I'm going to offer you this, and I'm going to offer you this." Adam Pierce throws out the biggest thing he could possibly think of which is a world heavyweight championship matchup. And Randy's like, I've had 48,000 of those in my career. Ain't no big deal. Uh, but what he really wants is only one thing that Nick Aldis can give him. And that's the bloodline, which I love the yeah. long-term storytelling in this. Yes. It happened 18 months ago. And I had to be reminded that in storyline mode, it was the bloodline that took him out because my memory is terrible, but still the fact that they're going to go back to that and immediately that's what they jump in. It makes the most sense because when orton left he was with um matt riddle matt riddle's no longer with the company can't lay on that but that doesn't mean randy doesn't want revenge so now he's here on raw uh on friday night smackdown he takes both contracts after he had rko jimmy uso and jimmy is just laying there dead to the world at this point he takes both contracts he chucks the monday night raw one out of the ring adam pierce with the fantastic reaction where he looks down he sees the logo and he's just like damn it all to hell and he's just like sighs to himself and randy just smugly signs the contract while he's staring down paul Heyman tonight and then just drops it on on jimmy uso and then i guess we're gonna try to make randy orton be daddy now i guess that's gonna be a thing like randy's just daddy but he says you can go yeah, call that's what he's and tell him but that now remember what, one thing that's bothering me about the whole bloodline situation with randy orton uh i've noticed that you know when they brought in solo 
He was like this undefeatable monster. And now everybody's beating him up. You know, yeah, but he Ray, just dominated John you know, Cena. He just yeah, eliminated your boy behind you. He didn't get well, beat up, and he he brawled to the back with L.A. Knight. I was I was worried well, right, about, right, about but him. But L.A. Knight out. was beating him up at first. No, they were fighting. they were fighting. That's that's that, that's how they that's how they do it with the with the with the monster heels. If they don't want you, like as long as he didn't bail from the ring or do a cowardly heel thing, I was totally fine with that. Here's the one thing that I really loved, by the way. The, the the spot where LA got him out of the ring, oh, it was so perfectly timed because so often the 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 baby face or whoever's grabbing the top rope will grab it way too early. And then so and so has just, just got to go fly over it, even though they clearly yeah. see that the rope has been drugged down. It was perfect timing. And then immediately Solo Sokoa is like, whatever, I'm outside the ring. I'm going to drag your ass out here and we're going to fight off to the back and leave, you know, Jimmy to, to get RKO'd to help. I did love also tonight here, guys, that L.A. Knight got involved in this because once Me Randy too, Orton- because my my worry, my worry about this whole thing with the comeback of Randy Orton being so hot and the comeback of CM Punk being so hot, were they going to just, you know, well, L.A. Knight will do something with him. But they showed tonight and the crowd popped for him, too. They showed tonight that they're going to keep him in the mainstream. I originally thought Cody was going to come to the rescue. And then when I heard LA Knight's music hit, I was like, yeah, I, I got it. Yes, exactly. I got a big smile on my face because I'm sitting here and I'm going, damn it. You just had, you, you already kept LA Knight off the survivor series card. Right. And yeah. then like last week he beats Jimmy Uso and he says, he's not done with the bloodline. I'm like, well, now you're infusing Randy Orton into this SP three. Well, where does LA Knight fit into this? Yeah. They keep him into the picture, but still, where does he fit into this? I mean, y'all, y'all up here asking about LA Knight. We saw LA Knight is fine. I'm just worried about AJ Styles because it just mm. seems AJ Styles just Good keeps point. getting tossed to the back. In September, we were sitting up here on this show saying AJ Styles is being positioned as the next challenger for Roman Reigns. Now that's Randy Orton. Now, Randy, now we, I said, okay, AJ Styles is not going to do that. He's going to probably feud with Solo Sokoa. Now it seems like LA Knight's feuding with Solo Sokoa. So what the if we gotta wait? LA AJ Styles is sitting at home. I mean, he's collecting a well, picture. right now LA Knight on him, but he don't have a role now. Yeah, but LA Knight right now is the uh the uh, he's aligned with Randy Orton, so Randy's already got a friend. I'm gonna tell you something when you mention AJ Styles, though, confusion caused by CM Punk. On Monday Night Raw, when he told all the fans that uh, AJ says hello, I cannot tell you how many people ping me saying, what does AJ Styles have to do with CM Punk? They didn't know that his wife was uh, AJ, AJ Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the younger generation got that one, for sure. Uh, that was that. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we all popped for that one. We knew we knew what he was talking about. On, on we that knew one. it. Right. Yeah. That's right. funny, Absolutely. though. Absolutely. That is, but funny. it was a great. It was a really good ending segment, and Randy uh, right now is is the the real hot face of SmackDown. Yeah, you got two of them, which is a good option because they, it wasn't that long ago they didn't they didn't really have any, but they needed more, especially with John Cena out. 
and now back in Hollywood, they needed another big baby face. Well, and as SP3 said, with AJ Styles still on the sideline for God knows how long, my guess is he comes back at the Rumble at this point. Um, yeah, probably not. That's probably, not and good. maybe he challenges Roman at Elimination Chamber. So maybe that's Roman's not working Chamber. He's not. No, I keep telling everybody. Why does everybody keep booking Roman for yeah, Chamber? He's not there's right, been nothing, right nothing that says Roman Reigns is going to be in Australia. Yeah, not yet. I mean, not yet. Not the yet. other thing is that um, that I think somewhere in the next, I don't know, few weeks, we'll see Randy Orton teaming with LA Knight against oh, yeah, Solo and Russo. That's got to happen. Oh, yeah. They got two months before the Royal Rumble. We'll probably see that match well, three times. But what, a tank, what a tag team. With... Week or uh, the, the New Year's week. That'll probably be the big tag team. Yeah, but that, I think that'd be... And by the way, since we brought up Matt Riddle, congratulations to he and his lady. Yeah. Uh, they had a baby girl, I believe, uh, last night. So congratulations. Congratulations. all our, Actually, congratulations to all the WWE and former WWE babies, because I know Carmella recently gave birth, Alexa Bliss yeah, uh, recently yeah. gave birth uh, as well. Right. Uh, great story about Alexa Bliss that she shared on Twitter, by the way. Her daughter's name is uh, Hendrix, and when yes. she was born on Jimi Hendrix's birthday. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Sammy, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello. Yes, I knew there was another one. I couldn't remember. I was I'm, glad he, I'm glad she wasn't born on uh, Boris Karloff's birthday. Maybe we would have been known as Karloff. But never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, let's let, let's just go with the uh, Hendrix. I'm I am glad though, by the way, that they played a uh, a CM Punk recap from Monday Night Raw because that yeah. gives us an excuse to talk about what we heard from CM Punk uh, on Monday Night Raw this week. SP3, I haven't had a chance to talk to you very much over the last couple of weeks because I've been dealing with some stuff. Um, but I'm very interested to hear your reaction to what CM Punk had to say in his abbreviated promo. Again, he had he. There wasn't a whole lot planned out for that. You don't script CM Punk at this stage in the game. He had stuff he wanted to say. It got cut down to about six minutes or so. So what we got out of CM Punk, I'm curious to what your reaction is uh, after 10 years and everything that he has said about WWE. Now, all of a sudden, he shows up on Monday Night Raw and says, this is where I belong. I'm home. I think that when CM Punk gets into a feud, it's going to be very riveting and compelling television. Him versus sure. Seth Rollins, him versus Kevin Owens, him versus Sami Zayn, him versus Jey Uso, him versus Roman Reigns, him versus Gunta. Like, it's, it's it, there's so many great dream matches for him in WWE. That's why it was so exciting to see him return on. You Survivor. forgot somebody. You forgot somebody. The no. natural feud, the natural feud. For CM Punk, because of where they just came from after Nakamura is out of the picture, has got to be something with Cody. Oh yeah, that's, that's down the, that's down the line. That's gonna be after yeah, after that's Roman. My feeling. That's gonna be after Roman. But uh, yeah, all those feuds, great great dream matches, great feuds, gonna be great on promos. This was not a great promo. This was. I mean, like it's just soulless. It's like Game of Thrones season eight. It's a soul. It's a soulless imitation of what it used to be. It felt very disingenuous. The one line that got me is when he says, "I'm home because I love you guys. I love you guys." It was kind of like he said it twice because he didn't believe it the first time, so he wanted to reaffirm it to himself. He said, "I love you guys. I love you guys." Okay, that one worked. 
That one. That one. Yeah, that's the, the line. line that I love you guys. I, the line I took like, home more so, than anything. It just so it didn't feel like it had any heart, any passion. And I, that's rather unfortunate. I think that this will be kind of an aberration. It will be something that we'll say, oh, yeah, that first promo, it wasn't up to snuff, but everything else has been great. I think that we will be like that in a month or two from now. But we cannot deny the fact this was underwhelming. No, the best line that I felt really hit home was, well, hell has frozen over. Yeah, that's where the promo peaked. That was the first yeah. line he said. Yeah. That, was, that, that was it. That yeah. was the first thing that he said. Yeah. And that's yeah. honestly where the promo peaked. And that's I, I, I hate the fact that I agree with SP3 because I was genuinely excited to hear what this man had to say because I wanted to hear what he was going to come up with. And CM Punk is always so real. He says what he is on his mind. He says what he means. But there is no way on God's green earth that he meant what he said because this man has just crapped all over wwe said this is the place that if he had stayed at he was gonna die his words verbatim he was going to die if he stayed in wwe this man spent uh, uh the better part of the the year that he was actually on television in aew taking shots at wwe at every turn that he had and then he shows up and he says all of a sudden this is where i belong okay the next promo, I need to know how you went from never, ever, ever am I going back to this place that I almost died at to I'm home. This he is answered where it. I belong. He answered it. He answered it at the end. He said, I'm here to make money, not friends. That's what he that should have said on the change, mic. That's it. That will change anybody's uh, anybody's verbiage. I would have I would have much rather him just tell the truth said, hey, look, this is my final shot to end my wrestling career on my terms. Like, it's very edgy, but that's what, it, that's what it is. This is it. This is his third time to get a chance to end his career on a high note and not in an ugly divorce. That's it. That's why he's back. This is the promo he would have cut if he returned to WWE in 2015. Like, like it, it, it felt, it felt like nothing had happened. Like he never said anything about them. He didn't go to AEW. Didn't get kicked the road out of that. Nothing, nothing like that happened. And then when you hear the reports of, you know, the if you believe the reports from Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter saying that uh, Punk, Punk apparently WWE knew he was going to come in because they, uh, he wanted to come in before he signed with AEW, and then last year when uh, when Triple H came in, th they wanted to to have him come in, but he was still signed with AEW. So. If if knowing all of that, it's kind of like Punk is that's the, hypothetical. Is the guy is, is the guy that break. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, if if all of this is to believe that you believe everything and how it seems, how it looks, it looks like CM Punk is the guy that got dumped by the girl, then wanted the girl back, and then talk <laughs> all a bunch of crap about the girl, and then the girl apparently gets a brand new job. She living a fine life, getting all the money, and then decide to take the guy back. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how it looks from the outside looking in. Keep it forward. It's I'm, best for business. Yeah. I I thought the I thought the crush for him would be I love the fans. You guys are the reason why I decided to come back. And, and he yeah. said that and that's fine. 
It's just when he starts talking about this is home and this is where I belong, where I'm just like, dude, bro, come on. Come on. Well, we maybe he had an epiphany. Maybe, maybe he, he did say he changed. He did say he yeah. changed and he had to cut the promo down. I'm hoping we can kind of fill in some of the gaps because, again, going from never, ever, ever, that place almost killed me to I'm home. That's a big ass leap. That's a big ass leap. All right, guys, let's jump back to the beginning of the let's show. Let's go back to SmackDown. Yes, back to SmackDown. Back, oh, by the way, we're going to get to talk about CM Punk next week because he's going to be on uh, Friday Night SmackDown. So that'll be fun. Uh, hopefully his promo's better. Uh, we start off the show tonight with Bianca Belair. She is taking a victory lap after her team's win at War Games. And surprise, surprise, guys. She says her fight with damage control after that big War Games match, which is supposed to be the big blow-off. Her fight with damage control is not over. She wants her title back. EO comes down to the ring, flanked by Dakota, Kyrie, Asuka. No Bailey tonight. And speaking through Dakota, EO says that Bianca wants a shot at her. She's got to go through all of damage control. Bianca says bet. Charlotte and Shotzi come down to the ring. We get a fight. And uh, we later see uh, damage control catching up with Bailey in the back, who had absolutely no idea what was going on. And then we get Dakota saying, hey, maybe you should go out there and, and help Kyrie tonight because we she now has a match uh, with Bianca Belair. This was... SP3, this is the problem I have with all eight women who are going to be on television on Friday Night SmackDown week in and week out being involved with one another because there's nowhere else to really go with them until they finally split up Bailey and, and fracture these women apart from one another because it's always going to end up being the four-on-three situation now that Becky's back on Monday Night Raw and Dakota still can't fight, it's always going to end up being this four-on-three situation until yeah. they finally decide that, hey, Bailey's a babyface now, and we can flip her around and get this thing going. It feels like we're just stuck waiting for that to happen at this point. Yeah, it kind of feels like we're in like the Judgment Day vortex that we were in earlier <laughs> this year, where Judgment, well Day, Judgment Day was always facing either Cody, Sammy, Kevin Owens, or some combination of that. They would throw in Jey Uso, and then that got old after like two weeks because it was like, oh, we're gonna, he's just in the vortex now, it's already done. And then we did this last year with damage control because they were in a vortex with Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka yeah. when they first were when they first uh came into the company and now. Now they're back in a vortex this time with Bianca, Charlotte, and Shotzi. And yeah, you got to kind of freshen things up. So I think we're waiting for the next ball to drop with Bailey. And I think it's the way they, the way things went down on this show, I'm thinking it happens by like the, the latest January. Yeah. I, what do I, you I, think? What do you think that week after week in the, the last few shows, if I remember correctly, that they're opening the shows with the with the girls, which they're really good and everything. But when I tuned in tonight and I saw, you know, the girls were coming out first, I think the opening of SmackDown, at least in my estimation, should have been like Logan Paul or somebody, um, you know, with the, with the big billboard type of name rather than just bringing the girls right out. What do you both think? I, I, I liked them opening with the girls tonight because I thought that was the big angle coming out of war games. And I was, that's what I was most excited to see tonight is what was the next chapter going to be? Because I mm -hmm. loved the closing segment of war games where 
Bailey, as uh, Corey Graves said on commentary, she was the MVP. In a, manage, in a matter of 45 seconds, she saved every single person of damage control in that match from being mm-hmm. beaten and losing the match. And then cool. they're all out, and it ends up being her in a four-on-one situation, and she ends up being the one who lost. And you know that that's going to end up being the situation where damage control is now blaming Bailey, even though she's out there doing everything that she possibly could to go out there and win that match. I thought that's kind of the story that we would build off of and see tonight. And it's, it, it's just not progressing fast. It was confusing. Enough. It was confusing. Well, especially SCG, because you, you have, you yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I thought that it was wise to start with the, with the woman on this show. I just think damage control should have started the show, not Bianca. That's I didn't. I was like, I was like, Bianca. Okay, great. You you won more games. I don't care. I was like, when you said you're still going after, da- you're still going after EO and her title and Damage Control. I was like, I've seen this before. I've seen you feud with Damage Control. I've seen it for now eighteen months. Right? It's yeah. like it's like I feel like we never got a break because literally when we did get a break from Bianca and Damage Control, she feuded with Asuka, who's now in Damage, Damage Control. Control. So I feel like I've just been seeing this the same people interacting with it's each evolving. other for over a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Just they and- made it. They made it more redundant by adding Asuka to Damage Control because she has feuded so much with Charlotte and Bianca that it's just like. Oh, this is yeah. This is still the same and, thing. And this is seeing. why they need to fracture Bailey away from her. Like, I'm, I'm me, I'm me before the end of the year because right now for me, Royal Rumble match has got to be Bailey versus EO. Like, that's that's got yeah, to be the match for the WWE Women's Championship, and they got to set that up sooner rather than later. And I do like some of the things that they're doing with Damage Control and the fact that EO is now. Even though they all said in the ring a couple of weeks ago, oh yeah, we we accept you, Bailey, as the undoubted leader of damage control. No problem. But EO's the one that's calling the shots now. She's having Dakota speak for her. She's telling Bailey, you stay your ass back here in Gorilla tonight because you know you don't you can't get the job done. And at least they gave us the fresher matchup tonight, SP3. Like at least off the bat, we get Kyrie and Bianca. The problem with that match was it was more focused around what was going on outside of the match with all the ladies getting Correct. tossed and then Bailey coming back in. We really didn't get a chance to see Kyrie do what she does and and shine in that match, which should have been a bigger angle considering it was her first one-on-one match in WWE since 2020. Yeah, the like they didn't they didn't even make a real big deal about that. I think they mentioned it, but I was like, they didn't really make a big deal like it should have been. Uh, but I did enjoy the matchup. I do agree with you. They didn't give them enough time for just them without yeah. the outside shenanigans. And why did Asuka get in the ring? That really like confused me. I was watching with a friend who's like a casual wrestling fan. And he was just yeah. like, well, that was dumb. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, that was a, why did she get in the ring? I was like, that's why Charlie I said it was confusing caught. to me. Charlie a lot of it was tripping her. And then Oscar just gets in the ring to get thrown out too. It was just like, what's going on? Okay. That didn't make sense. When Bianca and Kyrie was going, it was fine. And then four minutes, Bailey came out and then we're at the finish. It was like, yeah. damn, and, they didn't give them a chance to really cook. And, and Bill, it was kind of like predictable. Predictable things aren't always bad, but the second everybody got tossed to that match, you knew Bailey was going to make her way down there. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. what she did was fine. It was great. The, the the ending to me, though, was was Kyrie just staring at her like an idiot, like, oh, you helped me. 
oh, well, let me crawl over to the corner here now. I'll give you a high five so I can hit the insane elbow. And by the time she gets up there, Bianca is recovered and the match is over. And somehow they're going to blame that on Bailey. It, I, I didn't really like the ending. It was predictable. I think they could have done it a little bit better. Yeah, they, they're just, they're laying the seed, they're planting the seeds right now of uh, Bailey being more of an outsider to that group. Yeah, which is which is fine. And I'm I'm all for like a big baby face run for Bailey because we we've never really had a, a really successful big baby face run for Bailey on the main roster. And I would yep. absolutely love it. And we gotta change the status quo, or we gotta add some more women to Friday night SmackDown, or actually get the other four women who are on the roster. Well, they could do the that. They could bring some women up from uh, NXT. There's plenty down there, but they have four yeah. women who are on the roster that yeah. hardly get TV time anymore in Zelina and Mia Yim and Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. As a matter of fact, that was the dark match tonight. It was a tag team match between those two. Okay, uh, so maybe they're graduating teams. them into the main TV part. I sure as shit hope so. As, they, as they would say in, uh, uh, in Clicheville, uh, we'll have to see what happens. Look, if there's one thing that Triple H is, it is patient. He will take his sweet ass time with everything. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Butch tonight at a match that was set up on SmackDown Lowdown that I keep forgetting is a thing. Uh, the Almighty gets the win with a spear, uh, but this wasn't a squash, right? So I think I think Butch had a chance to uh, to have a good showing tonight, showing his his high flying style. Uh, his his quickness, his speed, you know, it, it was a good showcase for him now that he's flying solo. And boy, Absolutely. oh boy, guys, they are really hammering the fact that Butch is flying solo. Uh, and that showed up later when he ended up getting his butt whooped by uh, pretty deadly in the back. What do you guys think they're possibly setting up here? Is Butch really on his own or are we maybe setting up for Tyler Bate or somebody like that to, to show up and help him out? Well, I think that... Uh... Uh, he should have been alone a long time ago when he was just working on the his the Pete Dunn name. He is he's got such that attitude, that furious attitude that I really like. That that anger and spunkiness in the ring. So I hope they're going to keep him. Uh, I don't know where they're going to go with him because uh, you know, pretty deadly. Did I'm not overly impressed with uh, their out of ring personalities they don't come across as tough They're enough an to, to me yeah 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 but uh i don't uh they, i think that um butch is going to have a feud with them and then pick up some sort of another tag team partner that's what i think they're going to do with him what the do you problem, think the problem with that is sp3 is we've, we've seen butch and pretty deadly for Weeks now, months now. At the at this point, they don't know where they're out. going with it. Yeah, they they they're in that vortex. They're in their own little vortex. It's a lower card vortex right there. Um, but yeah, I think this is all leading to Butch becoming Pete Dunn again. I Please, mean, that's that's where he's. I hope be I want to see that. He's gonna be comfortable. You can be have him be the bruiser way, have him in there against your Dragon Lees, against your Santos Escobars, against your Kevin Owens, where he could have great matches with all of those guys. And then you open up the opportunity for Ridge Holland to, if you get him over as like uh, Pete Dunn and over as an underdog babyface, Ridge Holland can come back in as the heel who's beaten down his former partner and he can get some heat from that. So it helps out both guys in the long run. 
And it's going to be interesting to see what Seamus is up to if and when he's ready uh, to come back. I do believe his contract is up soon. I think that was a report that uh, came out soon. And and Claudio Castagnoli brought him up when asked by my good friend Luke Owen of WrestleTalk. Sure did. If uh, if there's any WWE guys he would like to see in AEW. Sure did. Uh, Chris Alford with a question here. Chris Alford asking, is Mia Yim still part of the OC? Great question. Reports were that Gallows and Anderson were supposed to be on tonight's show. They were not. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we still have no idea where AJ Styles is. So They were in town. They were in town. They were in Brooklyn. They, they so. were getting that OC paycheck, just chilling back and catering and having a good old time. That's what those Connecting boys were doing. checks. Hey, that's what the good <laughs> brothers are all about. I've been there. I've been there to the Barclays Center, and the catering is magnificent there. Have not had the pleasure of going. I'm sure SB3 has been there a few times. I've been to Barclays. I haven't been to the catering. Got to got to call Bill next time. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Uh, interesting though that uh, Lashley was very buddy buddy. By the way, with the Street Profits tonight, despite their loss last week. Uh, I don't know. It's like these the, the, these three. They're like that. Just a, a, the couple analogy here. SP3. They're, they're like that bipolar couple. That's like. Lovey dovey, like one minute, and then they're fighting and ripping each other's throats out the next. Like they're married. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a, a microcosm of how WWE treats their stables. They just don't know what week they want them to have dissension, what week they get along. Like every single stable in WWE right now has some sort of dissension in it. It's ridiculous. Uh that includes I like the, I like the street profits. I like what they were before this whole gimmick thing they were a good wrestling team you know we thought they were going to split up and uh and be singles uh i'm not sure i really love this uh the, the whole gimmick that they've got here i don't know where it's going but <clears throat> they are so talented in the ring they're talented and the, this whole thing that they're doing with lashley i don't know it just so- i think it's lowered them than rather than making them more noticeable i think it's a combination of it might be it might be one or one or it might be a combination of both that maybe this is not a good fit for them or they just haven't committed to it wwe because they don't want to give them the name of street business which just makes sense because you got hurt business, miss with street profits, street business. They don't even give them a name. They're still Bobby Lashley and street profits. So yeah. already I'm like convinced they don't care that much. If they're not going to give them a name, then I'm not going to be invested in it. Yeah. I mean, they gave damage control a name within like what a week, like, like the very next show. Yeah. The very, very next, next show one. after they debuted. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's yeah. my biggest issue with, with this group is it's very early onset damage control where you have a group that comes together and says, Hey, we are here and we're going to take over. And then they don't. And it's like, okay, um, you're, you're, you're losing matches. Like if you have a group, if you have Bobby Lashley who says, yeah, we're going to elevate the street profits and get them back to being these, these great champions. Why the hell are they losing a tag team title match on SmackDown and not winning the tag team titles on a pay-per-view? They don't even know what they want them to be. They're concentrating on Bobby Lashley. They're still bringing him. He's been to the top. Another mistake with early onset damage control where they focus too much on Bailey early on and not enough on Dakota and EO. Exactly. If you ignore history, gentlemen, you are doomed to to repeat it. Although 
a lot of people ignore history because every few years the wrestling fan changes. There are new fans that come in that don't know the history. And that's when we were talking about CM Punk 10 years ago, you know, he hasn't been there in 10 years. There's a lot of new fans who may not have seen him in AEW who aren't really sure who he is. Factual. I I still remember the night. um, I forget what pay-per-view. I think it was whichever one was in Indianapolis. I think it was payback. And they showed Jade Cargill on the screen. And literally the dudes next to me were like, who? Who is that? Who is that? Right, sure. They had sure. no clue because they don't watch AEW. And I, I yeah, sometimes yeah. I keep forgetting. We watch everything. Not everybody does. Uh, Santos Escobar continued uh, his quest to just dismember and take out every single member of the LWO. Uh, calls Wa- Joaquin Wild tonight blind. Doesn't see that Ray is going to abandon and turn his back on him, too. Uh, sent a pretty good showing again for, for Joaquin tonight. It wasn't a, a, a straight, it was a good uh, match. match it, was, it was a good match. It was a solid TV match tonight. A good follow up for Santos after his match with Dragon Lee, uh, at uh, Survivor Series. Santos picks up the win with the Phantom Driver. Everybody knew he was going to win that match. Afterwards, though, Dragon Lee confronting Santos, uh, that leads to a fight, and then Santos is uh, chased off, uh, to the back. So these, uh, these two are not done. And I'm glad, SP3, because I felt like Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar, it was good at Survivor Series, but it just felt like it was an appetizer. It was like they were teasing me for something that could have been a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it was kind of like a preview of the match that they can really give us. And I think they will get a bunch of time when they have their rematch, which I probably think is going to be on TV or maybe in the, well, it's next week in the U.S. Championship uh, Tournament, which we're going to talk about in a bit here. So I like the fact that they're going back to the matchup already. Uh, It's very interesting. I think that Carlito comes back next week and Dragon Lee kind of evens the score with Santos. That's how I think this thing is going to go. But I like I I like Santos getting the win here and Joaquin Wild, his first WWE main roster singles match. This man's with the been with the company for four years. He's very impressed. I was very impressed with him. He's he's got that uh he's got that ring style that I like. Uh I one thing I I need to give thumbs up to is Escobar uh his promo skills when he changed and he became this heated heel. You can really tell that he feels what he's doing. It's oh, really yeah. good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, that's his comfort zone. Like he is an alpha. He he is an out. Like when he joined up with the LWO and he's following Ray around. I'm like, okay, I saw the vision, right? Like I saw yeah. the vision. It was what it did- was all right for like a month, guys. It did. I, after yeah, like a yeah. month, you could tell that he just wanted to be a heel again. I know, but he they stuck with it and they kept him in there just long enough for him to get over as a member of the LWO, for people to pay attention to who he is, and then he could drive the stake in the heart of Rey Mysterio and everybody, and now all of a sudden he's getting booed out of the building where he just shows up on SmackDown as a heel and he wasn't getting very good reactions. So now I see the vision. They stuck with the plan, and it's working, and now he can be yeah. that confident alpha heel. We always shit on WWE for what they do wrong. They got it right with Santos Escobar yep. and LWO. I want to see him come out next week with a Mysterio mask on if he wants to get even more heat. I want him to... Sh- uh, nah, never mind. We, we don't have time. To well, he still got the mask that Ray originally gave him. <laughs> yes, I know. He, he should wear it. He should yeah. wear it. 
Uh, we got a super chat here from uh, Roland Curtis. Always appreciate the uh, super chats, Roland. Uh, heard that uh, Seamus is uh, suffering from a very bad injury. Uh, I don't know how bad it is. I know he's hurt right now. That's for sure, though. Uh, this is uh, my gripe with WWE having a roster of very old wrestler. Seamus is 45. Science cannot overcome father time. Uh, Lashley is an anomaly. Look, there's a lot of I, I get where you're coming from. And yeah, you, you're not going to be able to outlast father time. But a lot of guys are doing it more than you would think. You look at guys like Damian Priest is 40. L.A. Knight is now 41. Oh, like, yeah. These are these are two guys we're talking about as the future uh, of WWE. We're talking about future world heavyweight champions and guys who can carry the company for the next generation. 40 and 41, Roland, is what we're talking about here. There's only so many guys. In Name me five Wait a minute. guys. How old, is Randy, how old is Randy now? Randy is 40. He's in his 40s. He's well over 40. Yeah, yeah he's, he's well over 40. 40. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's yoked right now. He's 43. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, he's 43, Lashley's 45, 46, somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, there's a lot of older guys. Uh, I mean, heck, Roman's getting and up there, isn't he? He's 38. Yeah. Yeah, Roman's, Roman's 38. Uh, Seth is 37. Cody's 37. The fact like, that Roman Reigns is younger than Damian Priest to me is mind-boggling. Just yeah, absolutely I, mind-boggling. I how, how old is Seth now at this point? Seth Rollins is 37, 37? 38. 37, 38, 37. They're all in their late 30s, early 40s. The whole main event scene for WWE. There's just some guys who are getting started. Name me who on the main roster other than Dominic Mysterio and I guess Logan Paul is under the age of 30. Like, seriously. All the, the women. The women. Yeah, all the ladies. Is, all the is, women. Is, 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 well, no, on, the main, on the main roster? Yeah, uh, most of them. You don't, want, you don't want to mention the names of the ladies. will get us in trouble. I mean, you got... The problem is the double standard with the ladies because you look at people like Charlotte and Becky and 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 yeah. Bailey and everyone's like, oh, they're on the back nine of their careers. I'm like, shut the hell up! They're only they're like ten years younger than Randy Orton. Shut the hell up at this look point. At, look at Reed, like look at look at Lita and uh, Trish when they came back. They're both older and they were performing as well, if not better, than the younger girls. Just just Trish's last match was arguably the best one she's ever had. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not the age. In all I do love what they're doing with Santos Escobar, though, right now. Let's talk about his next matchup, which is going to be against Dragon Lee as part of this United States title tournament. Not the title tournament, but the number one contender tournament. We get Logan Paul tonight. It's the first time we've seen him since he won the United States Championship. Um, I was actually very happy to see him on the show because not having either of your top two uh, champions every week is a, a, a bad thing. So it's nice to see him back. I did think he 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 brought a lot of energy uh, here tonight. He said a lot of words. He said some things that I don't think were words, but were supposed to be words. I don't know. All I know is he said something about talent and titles being on his junk. Uh, and then he announced uh, that th we're going to get this tournament, which is going to include Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Lashley, Karrion Cross, Kevin Owens, and an NXT superstar. Yet to be named. Yet to be named. To be which named. my question is, gentlemen, which NXT superstar should be in this tournament? Looking at the names, it better be a damn baby face. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, I want to Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, please. Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker's Braun Breaker. in the Iron Survivor. Carmelo exactly. Hayes is not I know, in but it. I still want to see him. I still want to see him. Look, I'm the just... bottom line here is they've got a guy 
that he was face-to-face with tonight, Kevin Owens, KO, which, by the way, when he punched, when he gave that knockout punch to uh, Austin Theory, and then five seconds later, Theory was up uh, uh, helping Grayson Waller, that bothered me. But uh, here you've got a guy from Canada, KO, who's probably going to challenge for the U.S. title. They're telegraphing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, they could hold this off for a while if they really wanted to. They could have, you know, Logan Paul cost Kevin Owens this this tournament and set KO up and Logan Paul at WrestleMania if they really wanted to. They could stretch this out, especially since Logan's going to be probably in and out and not in there every week. So they can really kind of stretch this out over the next uh, four months or so if they want to. Or they can go straight into the Royal Rumble and they can do that as well uh, and not telegraph this. But, I mean, I'm just looking at it, right? Santos and Dragon Lee, they're kind of doing their own thing. Wouldn't make sense for them to kind of be in this. Grayson Waller and Austin Theory are Logan's boys, uh, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for one of them to win it, although I wouldn't be mad if Grayson Waller did win it. Lashley's a heel, although he was getting cheered really loudly tonight, so maybe, possibly, I don't know, you can go in there. Who knows what the hell they're doing with Karrion Cross? Seems weird that they're going to bring him back just to lose again. So it comes down to the NXT superstar or Kevin Owens. So it all depends on who that is. I think it's going to be Carmelo Hayes. He doesn't have anything going on at at NXT deadline. Trick Williams is in the Iron Survivor Challenge. Braun Breaker's in the Iron Survivor Challenge. Um, Heck, even if they wanted to do something stupid, Baron Corbin has got a world title match at, at, at deadline coming up coming up next week so a lot of these yeah, guys don't are him. kind of busy yeah. Carmelo Hayes just seems like the absolute slam dunk choice here yeah no I agree and I think they killed off Corbin for too many years in WWE at both Raw and Smackdown so I I Carmelo Hayes the fans uh of the two major brands there Raw and Smackdown have gotten a taste of Carmelo Hayes and I think he's the guy and I think that builds onto something that I think that it was just too obvious that Kevin Owens is going to win this tournament. I think yeah. the finals is going to be Dragon Lee and Kevin Owens with Logan Paul costing Kevin Owens. And then Dragon Lee is going to get the shot on the first SmackDown of 2024. And then Owens gets the shot at Roar Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we, we got two months. There's, there's plenty. Exactly. Of yeah. That's why I'm, I'm like thinking how they're going to space out this tournament. They're doing two matches in the first round next week. So that means the week following, they'll do two more matches. That's the 15th. That means the semifinals will be the 22nd. Then the finals will be the 29th. And then the week after that, they can have the championship match. Yeah. So, and then we still got three weeks until the Royal Rumble. So exactly. There's, there's so <laughs> much time to, to space all of this out so we don't have to rush into everything although we can split damage control up now uh honestly as far as i'm concerned so after we get the uh the championship tournament announcement we do get ko who comes out follows his own trope he hears his name all of a sudden boom he's out there he's ready to go uh i like i i didn't notice austin theory get up immediately after he got punched but i loved kevin owens sp3 the second that austin theory's talking about Oh, uh, Logan Paul can knock you out and this, that, and the other thing. Kevin Owens just like, just like the, the cartoon punch out of the side. Just shut yes, the fuck yes. up and sit down, please. That was uh, great. That Kevin Owens is, man, he, I love that he's like the only self-aware WWE superstar on the entire show where he is just so meta and just calls out WWE for, for what it is. Like every single thing he's like, it's like he's he's his own version of Deadpool where he'll break the fourth wall, but he'll do it in a way that's just 
natural and funny and just very Kevin yeah, Owens. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's, it works. It works. It's very unique. I don't think anybody else other than Kevin Owens could do that though. Like he's just I, I found agree. the formula to do it. I agree. He's he's the he's the Randy Meeks of WWE. If you, <laughs> you know, if you know Scream fame, you know. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Although that makes me sad because they're totally screwing up Scream Seven right now. Yeah. Uh, oh my <laughs> Jesus Lord. Uh, so what did we think about the match tonight uh, against Grayson Waller? Uh, Kevin Owens does get the win with the roll up, despite uh, Austin Theory smashing his hand in the uh, in the ring steps, and they were working on that for a while. So now Kevin Owens is fighting hurt. Uh, they they mentioned his hand could be broken on commentary yeah, he had yeah, to use yeah. the opposite arm so now we got ko with a little bit of adversity uh as well but then again this is another loss for grayson waller which i don't like that the losses are piling up for him so I'm a i don't think it hurts him he's a, he's more of a personality than a wrestling guy that's how i look at it so you know he's a good opponent kevin owens sold that hand like it was a shoot i was looking at like you know what? I think he might really be hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you if you ever have the thought, oh, Grayson Waller's taking too many losses, I will give you exhibit A of guys who take too many losses, but still were over with crowds in the Miz. Yep. The Miz doesn't is right there, anything, huh? and it doesn't right. mean a damn thing if he could talk. If he could talk, he's going to get his heat back. It's fine. That's true. All good. You're absolutely Perfect good. comparison. Perfect. All right. That's why SP3 is on the show because SP3 is the man. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. So again, next week we will be back. I think Dutch will be back next week. He might be on assignment again, and we may get Bill again. We'll see. Uh, but Just next week we're getting Lashley versus Carrie Cross. Let, let me check out my contract here. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you and Raju work out the details on that. Okay. Uh, we are getting our first round matches in the U.S. title tournament: Lashley versus Carrie Cross, Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. And I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get mad at an Oscar versus Charlotte match. So it's gonna be a, mm. it's gonna be a, a a shrunken down TV match, and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of shenanigans. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. No, it's not Oscar for men and, for, and men on a mission. No, okay. Somebody was just asking me, different Oscar. Okay. But hey, we're getting Charlotte and Oscar next week. I love it, Bill. We appreciate you pinch hitting tonight. Uh, where can people follow you? Or not, it. and where, where, where what what do you got going on? Tell the fine folks. Well, first of all, you can find me on uh, Twitter X there uh, at After One Wrestling. Uh, my series of interviews with The Undertaker, exclusive interviews, are on uh, WrestleBinge. And thank you all for tuning in. They've got tons of views. Also, I have some exclusive interviews coming up uh, next week. And uh, already booked in February in Syracuse for a convention Book signing, Chillicothe, Ohio in uh, March, uh, St. Louis in May. So lots of stuff. Wonderful Willis traveling the roads, baby, for Sports Kita. SB3, what's going on at True Heel Heat this week? Uh, Check check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We got our flagship podcast tomorrow at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Myself, Miss Chrissy Love, True Draw Josh, and special guests Alex McCarthy and Sat E. Niangi of Wrestle Talk going to be joining us talking about the CM Punk return and the big important question of who Punk is going to face at WrestleMania, we'll be discussing it. So join us live for that. And thank you to everyone who has subscribed over there. We hit 11,000 subscribers this week. So all right. enjoy all the support and jump on board if you haven't already. We got, we got I'm one, one of them, by the way. 
We got we got one in at the wire here. Another hey. big super chat from Roland Curtis. Really appreciate it. Uh, he says, for me, Cody saying that he came back because of Rhodes and never won the WWE uh, championship was great because it's a real-life goal. I wanted Punk to say that he came back uh, for that last main event uh, at WrestleMania. Um, I would have been yeah, fine that with that, been too. Nice. Uh, that Yeah, that would have been, been nice for him to say. Yeah. You're right, Roland. You're really right. Like That, that would have been genuine. That would have yes. kind of that could have that could have shrunken the side of the the promo that I felt was disingenuous if he did mention that because that is a real reason why he would come back and why it would feel real and genuine a good Absolutely. reason why he come back besides it being that he burned his bridge. It's, it's the itch that he has to scratch, right? It, there's only one place that he can get that. I just prefer he. Now he can't bring up AEW, right? But like I just performed in front of 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium, but it's there's nothing like performing at WrestleMania and I need to go on last. I need What to he needs to do, what he needs to do on Monday night raw is come out this week and say, "You know, I only had 6 minutes. That's not enough for me." So here's what I want to say. And you know, they gave me the mic, so I'm going to say a few things and he can do that, you know, and uh I think that that would make up for the eight minutes that he had on Monday Night Raw. I, I again, man, that was eight minutes with the entrance. They massively messed up the timing. If there was ever a time for like, hey, can we get one of them overruns that we used to get a lot? Like, did we like what comes on after Monday Night Raw? Did we really need to go into SBU or whatever the hell it is that comes on after NXT gets an eight minute overrun? You can't give three of those minutes to to Raw. Well, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe this is the test out. Give him the mic. Don't tell him what he has to say. Give him eight minutes. Let's see what happens. We got one more super chat coming in here at the at the wire. Look at you guys spending money. Love it. Love to see it. SV3, I think you're right about damage control because Dakota uh, said that she will be ready uh, sometime in early 2024. Uh, at least that's what we we hope, we believe. We'll see. It's great that she's on TV, and I love that they're giving her more mic time. I wish they gave her better stuff to say, but I love the fact that yeah. she's getting some mic time. Uh, that's when they will uh, will jump Bailey out. Uh, the timing of this is going to be very interesting, but Will brings up a good point. Where Dakota falls in all this is going to be interesting as well. Does she side with Bailey or does she decide to stick with these guys? Rick is trying to sell y'all on. Oh, keep watching. Let's see. Dakota staying with the with the uh, Oscar, Kyrie, and uh, EO because WWE doesn't trust the 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 non English speakers. To speak. yeah, yeah, they need. Don't to forget. Go I thought about that as well. The mouthpiece part of it in the shadows somewhere in 2024. It could be early. It could be later. Alexa Bliss will probably making a comeback. Uh, so she she's might be part of this situation down the road. Alexa, uh, maybe 2025. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. Like probably but, this time next year. Yeah. I yeah, they want to see her. They want to see her. So we don't know what's going to unfold here. Yeah. Uh, or you know what? There's always a possibility. Maybe Mercedes decides to come back. Who knows? AJ. AJ or Lee. Look, please. AJ Lee. Perfect time. Look. If if anything comes out of this CM Punk, just give me one. I'm not even talking about a match. 
Just give me one AJ Lee appearance on WWE TV. That's it. That's all I want. Just an appearance. Just a mic. Just have her skip down to the ring and smile. That's all I need. That's all my heart needs to be complete. Seriously. Uh, by the way, guys, you can follow me uh, on the X or Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it, at Rick Uccino, spelled like it is on the screen. Uh, that's the one-stop shop for uh, everything I got going on right now, whether it is my work over at uh, SB Nation, CagesideSeats.com. Uh, the Monday Gorilla Position comes out every Monday afternoon. That is my weekly column, plus you can get all my interviews over there. And um, yeah, shameless plug. Started working for Sports Illustrated this week covering the Cincinnati Reds. So inside the Reds.com, if you're a Cincinnati sports fan, uh, right. talked to Andrew Abbott this week uh, and my piece uh, dropped today uh, with that conversation. So you can check that out uh, as well. Bill, thank you so much. Appreciate pleasure. the insight. I enjoyed the conversation. I love it. It's lively. It's informative. And I'm with two guys who really know their stuff. Oh, don't lie to me. All right. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. God. They told me that if I did this tonight, I had to put some lies in. We'll see you at the matches. Yes. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.